Welcome to Game On, the weekly football podcast bringing together seasoned professionals, the male star football writers and a celebrity fan or two. I'm your host, Mark Pugach. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the daily Mail Plus briefing at mailplus.co.uk, where you can also watch Game On on video. Hello, I'm Mark Pugach and welcome to Game On, the weekly football chat show from Mail Plus. Well, at one stage last night, Twitter was trending with Ole out as Manchester United were struggling at home to Roma in their Europa League semi-final first leg. But they turned it around to win 6-2. Arsenal got away with it, just losing 2-1 away to Villarreal. Well, joining us to discuss all this, Dion Dublin, who played for Manchester United and England, amongst others. Jason McAteer, who represented Liverpool and Bolton and the Republic of Ireland. And Martin Samuel, the Daily Mail's chief sports writer. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Very good to see you again. And Dion, welcome along. And Martin, as ever. Dion, let's start with the Europa League last night, your old team, Manchester United. Particularly your view on Cavani, who just seems to knit everything together so well for United. What impact do you think he has on those around him, Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, Bruno, whoever's playing? What, what is the impact that Cavani has? I, I, I think he's the only number nine that Manchester United have, the only proper centre-forward. The rest can do what they do with their pace and their skills and their inter- interaction with each other. But as a number nine, he gets the ball down, he gives it, he takes it in, he gives it wide, he gets in the box. He keeps it very simple. But what people forget is all the simple stuff he does, he makes look very easy. It's very, very difficult. He's got so much knowledge. Jason will tell you the same thing. When you're playing against an out-and-out centre-forward, you know what they're going to do. It's just how you stop them doing it. And it's hard to stop him doing it because he's, he's been one of the best in the world. And I think Man United and the kids are very lucky to have him. And it means, yeah. Jason, surely they need to do everything, move heaven and earth to keep him for next season, don't they? I know he's 34, but crikey, he looks fantastic for 34. Mm. It must be that Uruguayan ranch he has. That he keeps- <laughs> <laughs> and he looks amazing. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He looks a million dollars, doesn't he? Um, yeah, 34, I think we're in an age, aren't we, with where owners, certainly at my club, you know, there's a there's a blueprint of, of what the criteria is when you when you buy a player with the recruitment, young, sell-on fee, you know, does it all match up the figures? It goes through about six departments before Ollie actually will get his man. But yeah, I totally agree. And, and Dion's right. He, he's a he's a legend of the game, isn't he? And, and what Dion said there in his answer was a young Man United team. Now, when Edison Cavani walks into a young dressing room, they're looking at him thinking, wow, he's seen it, been there, done it. You know, they're going to learn from him, not on the pitch, but all, sorry, not just on the pitch, but also in the dressing room as well. The way he trains, I mean, Poops, you just mentioned it there, the way he looks after himself. You've, you've got to be an athlete and a professional to, to keep doing what he's doing. I'm dreading the weekend, to be honest, because I think he, I think he's in great form. He's going to be handful for us at the weekend. Do, do you think, Dion, and then Marcel, get your view, do you think the way he's playing, we have talked a lot on this programme, and mm. I don't want to go over it again about Kane next season, Haaland next season, Mbappe next season, where they might be. If you were Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, would you actually say, I'm not worried about any of that conversation. Cavani is my priority to sign him up for another season. I think if you yeah, have... Right, even though that's short term and the others would be longer term, obviously. Yeah, I, I still uh, and, and I still believe that Man United need to have at least at least two out and out centre forwards at the top of their game. Whether they have to go and get Kane and Cavani plays that off the bench role again, 
then he have to he, they have to do that. But they do have to get. I mean, Cavani's thirty four. I love him. I want him to stay at United another two years. Maybe they get out of him. But unfortunately, Man United need to have that number nine that's going to be there year in, year out. And I think they do need someone like a Kane, uh, to be honest with you. When you look at Cavani, me and Jason just said it, we know plenty 34-year-olds that are not in that condition. Let me tell you when we were playing. So he's, uh, he's, a, he's a one-off. He's an absolute one-off. It's great, Martin, to have him in our league, even at this stage. I mean, we, we've had it before. I'm thinking Henrik Larsson we had very late in his career, didn't we, in the English League? It's great. Even at, even at this stage, it's wonderful to see him in our league. Yeah, it is. I mean, Manchester United, uh, it was Ed Woodward's um, stated policy, wasn't it? They should sign marquee players. Uh, and and Cavani is a marquee player, admittedly, at the, at the, at the other end of his career. Um, the, the problem I, th- I do think is that in terms of them going forward, in terms of them competing for Haaland or, or one of those guys, it, it's potentially a, a blocker because I can't see Cavani wants to be on the bench. I mean, I take Dion's point, but I can't see that he wants to be on the bench next season. Um, so how, how does that work? You've either got to play, you know, two up or, 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 or a diff- slightly different role. I know he can play slightly deeper but you, you know it, 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 it's a problem for them if they want to bring another guy in that you've got Cavani there because there's no way Cavani is happy playing understudy to Harry Kane or, or anybody really next season and he's it's in Cavani basically he, he's, he's got his he's got his opinion of what he can do and um and there's always that it is already that little slight schism there, isn't there? He's not meant to be particularly happy in England. He's not meant to be particularly happy about the uh, about the suspension that followed the uh, the, the, the tweet that, that the, the FA investigated. So, you know, there, there is the potential there for it, it to be a problem for them next season if he's not getting enough game time. You know, They've got to balance all of that out, I think. You know what, Martin? You know, the good thing is, and, and I agree with what you're saying there, uh, 100%, I just think when you look at Cavani, you've just said he might have, he might not have been happy with things off the field to a certain degree. Mm. Maybe he's not, you know, he's, he's not as happy as he wanted to be. But because of the professional he is, you'd never know, would you, on the pitch? No, oh no, absolutely. Do you know, do you know what I mean? And, and that's why, at the moment's fantastic. And that's it? why me and Jason like him Mm. As a footballer, as a player's attitude, I yeah, said to yeah. I said to I said to Poogs once, and we were we were doing a game at Man United once, and he was sub, and Jason mm. would pull out the same thing. He would have seen the same thing when me and Poogs were just closing up. We went from ten to ten thirty doing the podcast and stuff yeah. uh, on the radio, and all the subs came out to do that little bit of running, which we hated. Jason will tell you when you're on the bench, <laughs> a little bit of running. You haven't played any time, any minutes in the mm. game. Come on, let's do a bit of running. Day off tomorrow, fine. Cavani was with six kids. He was at the front of the running every single time. Box to box, box to box. I said to Pooks, have a look at that. He said, what, you, what, what? Have a look at Cavani. Attitude. Yeah. And I think when you're a player like him, it just when you're a player that has an attitude like that, your career will be prolonged. It's just down mm. to you to keep this piece, this piece right. That's all it is. And Jason, mm. on, a, on a wider note, and, and I'm deliberately asking you this because it might be difficult for you to answer with your Liverpool hat on. How impressed are you by what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done at Manchester United? And of course, well, I'm looking forward way. to this. I'm that looking forward go, to this. I <laughs> could go all the way from not impressed at all to I think he's doing a brilliant job with the whole far up city. So the, 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 the spectrum is yours, Jace. Well, three months ago, um, I, I was on Sky and they asked me about Manchester United and I did come out with the line, it, it's sort of a famous or infamous line now, is they're in a false position. 
My God, I wish I'd never have said that. I had to come off Twitter. I had, to, <laughs> I had people outside my house. It was <laughs> mental. Um, but, you know, at the time, I, you know, I stood by it. I did think they were in a false position. I think, I think you know, this, this league this year, with what's going on with the pandemic, it's been all over the place, hasn't it? You know, there's only been consistency from two teams. That's Sheffield United and Manchester City. Everybody else has been cutting each other's throats, haven't they? And we, we get what we get. I think what Ollie's found is he, he's found a, a consistent team. He's managed to keep them away from injury and he's found a, a way of playing. We talk about Cavani, but you've got to, players like that, are, you know, the backup that they have, you know, the license to go and do that is is the, the people behind them, I think. You know, we, we talk about Liverpool's some three. It's the midfield that allows them to be so expansive and score goals and create chances and look great. You know that engine room, and I think Fred and uh, sorry, Fred and McTominay have been outstanding. I think he's found a position for Rashford on that left hand side because I don't really believe Rashford is an out and out striker. Pogba, his attitude is is all of a sudden, you know, lifted and, and he looks a different player because they're winning because the attitude is right. And again, that down to is down to Cavani and, and and what he's saying about attitude because when you when you bring a player into the football club that's been there, seen and done it, and is a winner, you know that's infectious. You know, when they lose, he says all the right things. He'll be pulling Pogba to one side and saying, listen, put your performances like that. You've got to raise the bar here. You are a top, top player. You've won the World Cup. Show people, you know, and all of a sudden you get the best out of Pogba. So Ollie's kind of fell into a way of playing, fell into a way in consistency. And to be honest, they are, they are second on merit. I don't think they're going to make, I don't think they're going to make City. I don't think they're going to win the league. We could spoil that party. Hopefully, fingers crossed at the weekend. <laughs> but, um, they, they've 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 done well. They've done well, Poogs, in the last probably two. Well, since, ever since I said they were in a false yeah. position. <laughs> and, and what you said at the time was probably fair enough, and that can change, and it has changed. And I think we'd all agree now that they're probably you know they're probably second <clears throat> on on merit. No question about that. If well, they're going to reach the final. If something extraordinary happens. You have to say the Manchester United be hot favourites to win the final. The other semi last night, Martin. Is it is it increasingly hard to give Mikel Arteta? Hard to cut him some slack because he makes some really weird decisions, doesn't he? Um, <clears throat> look, I mean, it isn't the worst result. There, you know, it's not the worst result. Uh, they are one nil home win um, away from uh, the Europa League final, um, and if they were to get there, they're playing Manchester United. One would, one would imagine. Um, who they've beaten at Old Trafford this season? It's it's it, it could be it could be one of those seasons that you you go through the whole campaign thinking, oh, this is poor, this is poor, this is poor, and then suddenly at the end of it, they've won a European trophy and they're in the Champions League next season, and then you look at it, and so it, it's yeah. I mean, I look at what, but I also look at what Mikel Arteta's got, and it isn't good enough. It's, it's not good enough. I mean, I defy anybody to take that squad. Um, with some of the weaknesses that there are in that squad and turn it into something resembling a top four team because it isn't there. I've said it on here before, everything at Arsenal is about the, about the young players. They've got really, really good young players and if they can find a way of supplementing those young players, they could be a, an excellent team in two or three years' time. But that, that's where I think they are. Dion, one of those very good young players is Martinelli, who they could have played through the middle last night, but he didn't because he went with a false nine. And I, I was thinking, is he in danger of doing what Pep did, obviously, for whom he worked for many years yeah. at the European level, and overthinking this, actually? Maybe, maybe. 
I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan of Arteta. I'm, I'm with Martin in regards. Um, he hasn't got the tools to work with at the moment. They're, they're nowhere near the quality of footballer that they need to get anywhere near pushing um, regular top four, you know, and winning the league. They're nowhere near that. I, I believe that he's got all the credibility and, and credentials and coaching ability to deal with it. But at the moment, I do believe, again, Martin's spot on where get, get some of the kids in. They want to play for the club. Get into the academy, get some of the 21, 22-year-old kids, give them, give them half a season on the bench, get them involved in a couple of games. You will get performances. Of course, you need a backbone of, of world-class players. Of course you do. But the kids have got to get a chance because at the moment, from what we're seeing, it's the kids that are doing it for Arsenal. And even the kids, Dion, even the kids, you know, look at go to Newcastle, Joe Willock, who is mm. is, is, is a, a, a big part of the way Newcastle have turned this last few weeks around, is, an, is, is on loan from Arsenal. I mean, last night he played, he didn't play Bellerin, who obviously doesn't rate now. He played Chambers at right mm. back and he played Xhaka at left back when he could have played Bellerin and Cedric and he didn't play a, he didn't play a, a number nine. Now he had injuries, but he could have played Martinelli. Do you, are you a bit baffled sometimes by his approach, Arteta? Because the performances fluctuate wildly, don't they? Well, that's why he's going to tinker, isn't it? You know, he's going to look at a team he puts out, they're going to play well. He's then going to want to play them again. They get beats, they get hammered, they get fattered, and then he thinks, oh, he goes back to the drawing board. That's what managers do, isn't it? They tinker. They tinker with formations and players. Aubameyang has let him down, like since yeah, he signed his yeah. new deal. He can't count on him now. Lacazette, you could say he's trying, but he's just not that quality. Martin's right. The players that they depend on and you look at and you think they're the match winners or they're the big players, they've let him down. So, you know, it, it's very difficult for Arteta. And I agree with Dion. I think he, I think there's a potential to be a top, top coach there with Arteta. They've got to give him time, really, because um, you've got to give someone the time to bring that youth forward. Now, it, 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 it seems unfortunate that he doesn't rate Martin Lee because everyone else seems to. And he's the only one that, that, that doesn't seem to rate him. So there's got to be something he wants from him that, 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 that the man isn't doing at the moment. So, you know, I, I don't know what that is. Arteta could probably tell us what that is. But they've got to, as you say, supplement because it, going back to the Cavani point of Manchester United and what an example he is to their younger players, at Arsenal, they've got Aubameyang who missed the team meeting um, mm. before the North London derby. And you're thinking, well, if that's the, if that's the example to the young players that mm. the captain of the club is, is turning up in something, I believe, that's called a chrome wrap Ferrari. I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> you might know more about is that. Is that a chocolate bar? Is that a chocolate bar? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean... And days of God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, 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 is it a 250 grand car that he wouldn't have been able to afford unless he was playing for the club whose team meeting he can't be bothered to turn up in time for? Now, I know I was late this morning, but come on. Yeah. You know, I'm doing for nothing. So, the, uh, but the um, so I mean that's that's he, he needs as as you guys are saying he needs people who are going to set that example as well. who are going to guide those young players, and I'm not sure he's 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 got that from his senior. You, you know what? You know what, Pooks. Just, just a quick example. When I was I signed for Norwich at the end of my career, 37. I finished at 39, so I signed at 37. And I remember a training day when I was uh, we finished training. Bear in mind, I'm the eldest. I think Darren Huckabee was there and there was a few other older players. And um, Jason would have done this many times. Big big circle, big circle, about 25 players, some of the young kids as well. And you had to go into the middle 
do a stretch and everybody copied it and then just went around the circle, did about 10 stretches and that was it, all done. Remember going in the middle after about four and I'm doing this stretch, doing my hamstrings, everybody's doing it, Darren Lookaby's doing it, all the older players are doing it. There was one player who was about 17 that wasn't doing it and I looked at the coach and I said, and he's, he's gone like that, Dion, it's up to you, <laughs> do what you want, do what you want to do, Dion, it's up to you, no problem. So I said to this guy, I said, hey you, get yourself in. If you don't want to stretch, get yourself in, I'll talk to you later. What do you mean? What do you mean? Get yourself in. If I'm going to stretch and Darren Huckabee's going to stretch, get yourself in and I'll speak to you in a minute. And he was embarrassed. And when I got inside, I said, listen, listen, you can't do that. If you want to forward yourself in a career, mm. you have to do what's asked of you in until you get the right in order not to do that stretch. Yeah. You've got to earn that right. And that's what Martin's saying about the respect of the elders. Mm -hmm. that's, why I, that's why I was still playing at 37 and then finished at 39. Because I did as I was told, and I earned the right to get to this position. And, you know, the kids need that. I, I, oh, come on, we all want to know. Has he had a career? Don't have to say who he is. Well, he went, he went, he went, unfortunately, into the lower okay. leagues. He went to, he went to uh, play in League Two, and now he's playing non-league football, unfortunately. Maybe that's... But, but you know, moral of the story, I suppose. Let's, uh, let's, so we could still have um, a, a, an all-English Europa League final. And I think you'd have to say we probably will at the moment have an all-English uh, Champions League final. Um, let's start with Manchester City, Jason. The, the goals were a little bit lucky, but I think they deserved it in the second half, didn't they? Because they turned it around absolutely, in front and yeah. they really got on the front foot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Pep set his stall out by playing no striker, didn't he? You know, he's, he's played De Bruyne sort of down the middle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, a great performance. Right? It was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Paris Saint-Germain first half, outstanding. And then obviously Pep's come in. And I think Pep has seen an opening there. Um, I think he's seen, you know, Paris Saint-Germain are used to getting their own way, aren't they? Certainly in Liga. And, um, you know, he's pushed the full-backs on in the second half. Walker started coming to his own. And they've started being more expansive. And that, like you just said, they've, they've, they've got the rewards. I think it was a fantastic... Um, a fantastic performance by City. It's kind of strange, really, because we, when you look at Paris Saint-Germain and Bayern Munich, they get to the stage, and sometimes you can be critical of them going out at sort of quarter-final stage and semi-final stage because they've got their, their leagues wrapped up, haven't they? They've, they've finished their leagues. It's kind of all over. There's no competition. And they kind of drop off a little bit. And they come into this stage of the Champions League and, you know, they, they falter and they, and they disappear. But this year, you know, Paris Saint-Germain sitting second, Lille at the top. It's very competitive league. So you, you'd still fancy them to you know, to put up a challenge, you know, when they play City. Is it next week or the week after? Yeah, next week. Next week, yeah. Next yeah. Week, yeah. Uh, Dion, I'm watching the game uh, and I know you were doing it on the radio. We're all watching the game and I'm thinking, a couple of times the ball flashes across the six-yard box. I'm going, play a centre-forward, <laughs> City will be out of sight. Then the game, and it was a bit like the League Cup final as well. Yeah. Then the game finishes and I go, oh, they won the League Cup and uh, they won in Paris and maybe, Mark, I'm talking to myself, Pep knows more than you do. Can you, can you, <laughs> I'm really confused about this centre-forward thing because I think if they played a centre-forward, they'd win every game 5-0. I don't know. You know what, what have I got wrong? You know what? At, at 52 years old, I would have scored a hat-trick. I yeah. scored a, because they were like tappings. They were yeah. four, yard, four yards out and the keeper... Somebody who gambles. Tracks. You all play well, with the, a gambler. Well, there was nobody in there with the mindset of a centre-forward. So what you've got is you've got De Bruyne and Mahrez and Foden who are world-class footballers, let's get it right. But they don't have the mindset of get in the box, get across your defender. They don't know. They know how to do it, but it's not instinctively. So if they did have a forward, an Aguero or a Jesus, you would have thought that yeah. one of them would have, would have made it a little bit easier for City. Yeah. What I will say is, though, first half for 25 minutes, half an hour, the two superstars, Mbappe 
and Neymar were out. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Great to watch. Some of the outside of the foot movement of the ball and the manipulation of the ball was great. And then when they realised that they'd had a team talk at half-time, Pep said something which ha- actually worked yeah. and City came out a different side. Energy levels, yeah. positions were all filled, organisation, walker down the right, as Jay mentioned, just very, very different. It was role, roles reversed. And they're both ever so tight defensively, both of the English teams that are still left in there. Oh. Uh, Manchester City, I mean, Chelsea's, I think Chelsea conceded four goals. Is it four goals in the whole competition? Um, to here. Um, so that that's good as well, because it, Real Madrid aren't one of those Galactico sort of performing seal type Real Madrid teams, are they? They're, they're quite cussed and, you know, they, they've got guys there that, that, that know how to dig in. Know and and that through. needs to be the warning, doesn't it, Dion, for mm. Chelsea? They're a great result, but Real Madrid perfectly capable of scoring <clears> a goal and then, frankly, let's be honest, making the game filthy for an hour. Yeah, you know, and, everything yeah. stopped the flow of Chelsea. So this is, although Chelsea, I would say Chelsea are favourites, it's far from a gimme. Yeah, because mm. all those dark arts, that, you know, that yeah. we know about and all that sort of, yeah, there's a ball there on the cone, but let's not use that ball. Let's push that ball away and you know, wait for the ball to come back out the stand. They'll be doing all that because they've got so much experience within that side. Um, and let's not forget, yeah, they are, a lot of them are ageing, but they've got so much quality. If they want to keep the ball... They'll just keep it, and they'll yeah. make you know they'll, they'll make the opposite uh, opposing side run around. Um, they'll be use it'll be a it'll be a game won by the best team that manage the game best. Yeah. Not so much that play the best, but manage the situation better than the others. I think, and I think that's the team that will come out on top. I mean, Real have obviously got a score, Jason. So that you know that that that. Uh... Well, at some stage, that will have to change the dynamic, won't it? Because Real Madrid, no, they've got to get a goal, otherwise they're, they're out for certain. But uh, as we say, were they to get one, they've got all, all the experience, all the tricks, all exactly. the other they want. They don't panic. You know, they, they don't panic. They've been there time and time again. There's plenty of players in the dressing room who, who know that experience. They'll be patient. It's about game management. You, you're right, they've got a score. There's no panic. There's 90 minutes to do it in. But like Dion said, and Martin said, they've got the quality. I mean, I, I witnessed the, the two legs over Liverpool. You know, they, they came to Anfield. Yeah, it could have been different. If Salah had scored in the first, first two minutes, it could have been a different night, but he didn't. But they dug in, they sat deep. Like Dion said, they've got players like Cruz and Modric and Casemiro to break things up who can keep it. They'll have it in a phone box, them players, and they won't give it away. <laughs> They're ridiculous. It's yeah. like, but what they've got as well is they've got runners going that way Benzema you know he's always hanging on the shoulder he's he's in a great bit of form as well and when you give Cruz and Modric time to get their head up and pick a pass they will find him and that's it that's the concern is all of a sudden they switch off Chelsea switch off I know they've got some quality defenders Thiago Silva I think Rudiger was back in wasn't he I think you know they just switch off that slight moment and they can hurt you but it's it's going to be it's it's poise lovely it's the balance I, is lovely. I think I think the thing about the, the the Real side is when you have so much quality, yes, it might be the wrong side of thirty. But when you have that much quality, um, they have they have the ability to just to flick a switch when they want to. I remember mm. Modric did it against England in the semis. Mm. Uh, he, he flicked a switch, he nudged Kane off the ball, and I thought to myself, wow. He now wants to do something about this game. Now we play, yes. And I just believe that Real have four or five of those players that can go, I've got to do something now. 
I've got to do something. I've got to do. I've got to affect this game. Jace, let's finish up with United Liverpool this weekend. I mean, it's always special. How how do you look at this one? I mean, Liverpool still have got top four in their sights. It's getting harder and harder with the Newcastle draw, of course, the other day. Yeah, and the Leeds draw, Pugs. I think dropping four points, big four points. Um, they've made it an uphill struggle. They're still in with the shout. Obviously, it's only four points between them and Chelsea, but Everton are still in there. West West Ham. Um, They've got to take the sentiments out of the game. Boogs, it's a massive game. Like Dion, I'll tell you, it's you know one of the biggest games in the world. They've played in a few of them. Um, United are in good form. I was a bit gutted. It wasn't away from home, the Roma game. You know, that little bit of tiredness would have been in their legs. He might have had to make a few changes. But, you know, for us, we, we've not played too bad, Boogs. I mean, you look at the results. You know, we've dominated possession. We've created so many chances. We just haven't been clinical in games. And then the longer it goes on, as Dean will, will, will testify, you know, you're holding on to that 1-0 lead like we were at Leeds, like we were at Newcastle. You start getting a bit jittery. You start dropping it a bit deeper. They start then throwing the kitchen sink and we've just switched off mentally and just conceded. And like you said, we dropped four points the last two games. It's important we take the sentiment out of it and just get three points. It's <clears> massive, <throat> massive three points. Will that be course. easier to take the sentiment out without the fans, do you think? Yes. Yeah. It, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, the build-up, the build-up is like massive for this game. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's looking forward to it. And like I said before, you know, I'm still a fan. We could upset United not winning the league yeah, over yeah. the weekend. I don't know whether that'll be in Jürgen's team talk. I'm sure it might be. But um, but yeah, I mean, all is thrown into the mix. But Liverpool have just got to go out and do a professional job and try and be clinical when they create them chances. See, I'm 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 now living I'm now living Liverpool way. So I'm hearing the chat about the game yes. now. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's the build up. And like Jay said, it's you know, you can go into a shop or you know, now we're allowed to go and uh you know and, and listen to people speak and they're all they're talking oh, about. Now you're allowed to go to the pub, that's what you wanted yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, yes, oh. maybe they're later, maybe they're later. Um but you know, it's it's it's, it's all the chat about it, and you know. When you're a player, I never got a chance to play in this game, but I was in and around the Man United boys when they were preparing. I was doing my rehab uh, after my injury, but you can hear a sense of, listen, don't get sucked into Liverpool not doing too well. Don't get sucked into, you know, we're this many points ahead of Liverpool. It doesn't matter. It, it does, hasn't, Liverpool could be bottom and Man United could be top. It doesn't matter. This is the biggest game, one of the biggest in the world. And the players... Are under no illusion to get, don't get carried away with because you're second that you're going to win this game. Goes out the window completely. Yeah. Well, Martin, think about the 80s when Liverpool were all concrete. Man United were always a pain to them, weren't they? Man United and, were always and a vice pain. versa. And vice versa. When, and when versa United versa, yes. had the very good, uh, you know, the, the extraordinarily good run under, uh, under Alex Ferguson, you look at their results against Liverpool, it's, it's always a sort of war of attrition, this, this match. It always is. It's, it's interesting. I mean, City could be champions by half past six on. Uh, on Sunday night. I mean, if they beat Crystal Palace and, and Liverpool were to beat Manchester United, that's it. That's the title always done. Let's just quickly finish with, with, with ownership, Jason. Any sense from you that there would be a change of ownership at Liverpool in the near future? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Listen, it was ill-timed. It was ill-thought-out. <clears throat> um, I don't think the due diligence was done properly. And it was a mistake. Um, you know, they've held their hands up. They've said sorry. They've done an apology. But let's not forget, you know, I'm not sitting here with my Liverpool hat on, but FSG have been a, been behind a lot of good stuff that Liverpool have done over the last 
certainly five years since Jürgen's come in. The new stand, Anfield Road's getting developed. They backed the manager with recruitment and lots of money. Um, you know, they, they've done a lot of good things for Liverpool Football Club. And I don't think we should forget that. It was a, a bad choice. It was a bad decision. And hopefully it all dies down and goes away pretty quickly. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I personally will go on the record. I've, I've been not been quite vocal about it, but I'd like FSG to, to stay. I think they've been good for Liverpool. Martin, when you listen to the Velvet Underground on Spotify this morning... Nice song. Are you, are one, you... one, I've never listened to anything on Spotify. <laughs> well, when Two, I was just at the this morning, actually, well, as opposed to the Velvet Underground. What one of your boys does is he's secretly going to be funding Arsenal's takeover. Uh, I, I don't think so, because you've actually got a bid for a club to take it over, and as opposed to talking about it all the time. And there's a lot, there's a lot of, you know, I'll throw my hat in the ring. Well, that's fantastic. If, if so, if Stan Kroenke is looking to sell Arsenal for a trilby, that, that's absolutely what you want, you know, a hat in the ring. If, I think what the man probably wants is about two and a half billion quid, which is slightly bigger than a trilby. So... That's what you've got to come up with. I mean, look, I'm sorry to be sceptical. I'd love to sit here and go, well, this is a fantastic thing. But you've got to actually bid for it. And in my experience, all of the clubs that are sold, the major, major clubs that are sold, you never hear about it. No one no one knew Roman Abramovich was in the country until suddenly it was announced he bought Chelsea. Sheikh Mansour, Manchester's press office didn't know they, that they'd bought the club. Yeah. They were phoning, they were tr- phoning around desperately trying to find who's, who's, who's our equivalent in Abu Dhabi. Who, who, do we, who do we speak to to try to control the press aspect of it? Because if you remember, there was that guy saying that they were going to buy Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. He was on all the... T- t- and they were like, how do we shut this down? This is making us look foolish how do we, they didn't know who to get hold of that's how much they were blindsided by that the glazer takeover was because it was a public company it was edging and edging and, uh, and edging but they weren't sort of out on a pub call with bobby charlton trying to kind of you know get the fans behind them or whatever look who our mate is or anything you know they, they don't do this i don't understand if the guy is serious and he says he is if the guy says there's only one person to speak to there's only one person to speak to, and it's not... Who, who did he speak to this week? The, the television station? Was it the business? Uh, CNBC to, or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not CNBC. You speak to Stan Conkey. Um, and, you, and I think Forbes value the club at $2 billion, so you need to bid more than that. That's all we've got time for this week. Many thanks to Martin Samuel, to Dion Dublin and to Jason McAteer. And for more news, views and interviews, go to mailplus.co.uk forward slash game on. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now. And that's it from Game On. We'll be back next week and every week via Spotify, Apple and Google. That's it from me, Mark Pugach. See you next week for more Game On.